put it on a shirt, turn it to a show Just to show this ain't a joke, I'm never gonna choke When I'm tying up the rope, so here we fucking go It's time to get real gas, it's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast, it's finally here at last It's the doom and gloom podcast, it's finally here at last Doom and gloom podcast, it's finally here at last The doom and gloom podcast Hello Hi, are you alright? Yeah, how are you doing? I'm really well, thank you um yeah anyway so with the podcast i don't know if you listened to it before it's pretty um just casual there's no like massive structure to it it's just a conversation but i really enjoy just chatting to people that own businesses or brands and kind of hearing their story yeah no that's good yeah so thank you for coming on chatting do you want to introduce yourself a little bit so people know who you are yeah uh so i'm rizzo moon materials uh started it about a year ago now coming up to a year um i do embroidery i do personalized embroidery and i've started doing more commissions sort of like business to business stuff uh i'm looking at hopefully expanding into a studio within the next six months to a year as well outside of my home which will be really fun um so uh, you started in lockdown last year was that because you kind of you weren't working or was it just something you'd always wanted to do and that was kind of the perfect time yeah it was the perfect time i had more time sort of in my day if you like so obviously not traveling in lockdown you get like an hour or two back in your day which is really nice um so it gave me the time that I've wanted for quite a while to be able to just sit down and do things even in like the lunch break where you have an hour there where you can just crack on with something you're not just sort of staring at a wall in work um you know it's it's something I used to do when I was about 14 with my mum um you know that there's just like skills that you've sat on and you're like I'd really love to do that again one day but how and when and when you sat at home for like a year you're just like oh, you know what? I'm just gonna do it um and yeah it was really it's really great to just be able to just say I'm just gonna do it I'm just gonna buy the machine I'm just gonna crack on with it I've got an idea um and when you're doing it from home and you've got the space you just you just crack on with it yeah that's it I think a lot of people use lockdown as like a, a moment to kind of take stock and look back on everything and be like actually like I do hate my job like why am I not pursuing the thing that I ultimately want to do in life so it's really good that you kind of you did your little move and started moon materials no exactly like I think lockdown has shown me more than anything else that I hate traveling to work more than anything else and also I'm not a big fan of working for other people I don't think I ever particularly have been um but now more than ever, I just want to work for myself and sort of be able to do my own schedule, especially um, I've got epilepsy. So if I'm not feeling particularly well, I don't want to have to like phone it in really because it, it just makes me feel a bit rubbish having to say like, oh, I'm feeling a bit seizure today. Um, mm. So I just want to be able to like, I don't know, go for a nap for two hours and then go back to work rather than having to phone it in for the whole day. Um, being able to sort of adjust my lifestyle around my disability like that's quite nice yeah that makes a lot of sense because it's um like with obviously like working in retail I know that <clears throat> the um sickness policy isn't great so like you being able to just take time out and be like you know what I'm just, you're like you said have a quick nap and then I'll pick up the work later on suits you loads better no oh, yeah that's I used to work in retail and honestly that was generally one of the worst parts um because obviously you only get so many sickness days a year and then you yeah. fall into like these stupid policies and it was like how how am I supposed to exist like this 
Um, so being able to start your own business, no matter what it is, it gives you so much more flexibility as well as like stability once you, you've got going that you know you're not thinking all the time like oh god if I if I don't just push through and go to work today you know I'm gonna get fired um you know am I gonna be facing like a huge sort of like disciplinary meeting next time I go in you know it's, it's not something you want to worry about like owing someone else your health if that makes sense yeah no definitely and uh like you said it's it's nice now that you've got your own business that that like um bit around being able to work when you want and how you want it's it looks awesome and I know people have kind of like I've spoken to a lot of people that have businesses and stuff and they're like oh it's it it seems so great like you don't want to work the nine to five so you start your own business but then you're working like almost 24 7 but even then you're still hopefully doing like you're working towards your dream so it doesn't feel like work well that's it I mean at the moment I'm still doing the nine to five but now I'm doing the nine to five and then I'm doing like the five to two a.m um yeah but ideally you know like you say one day it, it's not going to feel like work at the moment it doesn't necessarily feel like work I enjoy it I love it I buzz off it I get to talk to so many other small businesses and they're all so lovely it's not a chore and even doing the embroidery you know it's not a chore I actually enjoy doing it so although it's like having two jobs at the moment it's it's one job I really enjoy so it's okay you know it's more like a really fun hobby that makes me money so it's fine yeah it almost helps get through the day I mean that's certainly what I feel like if I've had a really rubbish day at work and then I post some stuff on Instagram or I start talking to people and I'm like oh yeah no I've got this other thing that I'm working towards so like I can have a really crappy stressful day at work but knowing that I'm then gonna go do and work towards what I want is is I think the most enjoyable thing no definitely and that's that's like the really important thing it's like being able to have your own business that not only you enjoy but you're meeting like you're making like important connections and you know speaking to people that it just brings you joy that is the most important thing to me um because you know at the end of the day anyone can go into all these different like revenue streams now it's I guess it's easier than ever to start a business online um whether it be like Amazon KDP or whatever um but I think making a business that genuinely makes you happy and it's something that you're actually interested in doing, it, it just makes it all that much more worthwhile for me. Mm, it certainly does. Um, what was it? What did you do before Moon Materials? Did you like go to uni or, or anything or was it just working full time and then straight into this? Uh, so I'm still working full time at the moment. I work um, at the moment. I work as a business data analyst. Sounds fun. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh busy work very busy work um and then before that I went to university um I did business computer science so nothing really textiles related it was something that I did uh, growing up with my mum uh she was a seamstress um for pretty much all of my childhood really uh which was really fun seeing some of the stuff that she used to do she's still got like um a little workshop at home for all of her <clears throat> machines and like fabrics and things like that like she has so much stuff and that's my sort of dream is to have like a nice big studio size area one day full of machines and things it's really cool um but yeah I think that's where I got a lot of my inspiration from for most of it anyway knowing that I can get to that point yeah it's, it's a it's a crazy tad and like I've tried to do just even the most basic things and I just mess it up so I can appreciate like how talented like you both probably are I think um 
like somewhere along the line i'd love to do like some cut and sew pieces because i think that just looks amazing like taking stuff out of charity shops and kind of mashing it together and maybe like screen printing a design on it would be lovely i think that's the best way to do it is just to buy stuff out of charity shops or buy like bed sheets as well out of charity shops they are the best thing to buy because you get so much fabric and then you can just like mess about with it and it's just ruin it as much as you like but it's practice and that's the best thing about things in charity shops because it's it's like cheap fabric so it doesn't matter if you ruin it because <clears throat> it's not much of an investment um and it's really good practice it is really good practice to buy stuff from charity shops and just mess about with it and that's what i'd always recommend to people because you can buy full price fabric but you, ha- you like feel like you're treating it like gold do you know what i mean like every inch you're trying to cram it in oh, sorry my voice is going today <clears throat> no sorry i think mine's the same i think it's the uh, the time of year isn't it people are starting to get a little bit run down and stuff again yeah <clears throat> sorry yeah you feel like with with um you know full price fabric it could be really expensive like something could be like 10 pound a meter and you're like oh my god this is literally like pure gold and you're trying to get like every square inch out of it and it's just not worth it so you just go and buy a bed sheet make a little mock-up and they'll be like yeah okay i reckon i can make this with proper fabric and then go and do it like it's so much better to do it that way yeah i probably need to jump back in and, and try it Literally jumping in head first is the best way, or even just going to some sewing uh, workshops and things. Like I'm planning to do my first sewing workshop um, at the end of December, like running one, and that is really scary. Oh, well, like person to person or, or online or? Yeah, person to person. Um, there's some really great places in Leeds that do a lot of stuff like this, actually. Like it's overwhelming how many places there are in Leeds like every day I think I find a new place that does like sewing workshops or markets and things like that um there's this great place called Left Bank Leeds and they do a lot of workshops and stuff um and basically I'll be doing like like an embroidery and sewing workshop and like they'll bring like um parents can bring kids and stuff they'll be able to get things personalized to make little um what are they called? Christmas stockings and things like that. Yeah. Just little things where like they'll have some pre-made. They can just personalise or if they want to have a go at making them. Just really simple stuff. Um, the sort of stuff I guess you'd make where like, I don't know if you did sewing back in school. No, I don't think that was one of the options. Oh, we had it in um, textiles back in school. It really simple. Like you just sew in a really simple um, pencil case and stuff. Um but, you know, it's like basic sewing fundamentals that are really handy for when you're just trying to fix something or like take it in a little bit. And they're great just to give people like a little bit of independence for that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, they're the skills that would be the most handy, wouldn't they? Because I guess with everything going like it is and people trying to be the most like economical and like planet friendly that they can be like learning those little skills where like how to fix a hole in something rather than binning it. Like I need to learn that exactly like even just like slapping a patch on it is better than chucking it in the bin or buying new from ASOS or something like the difference in between the two is so much it's, it's a vast um like I basically only shop in charity shops now a because I am so overwhelmed with the choices um from other retailers and b because it's just I don't know it's just so much easier. I just go into a charity shop, I see some things I like, I just grab them and I'm like, 
this is it. I can just sort of piece together some bits, like take these in a little bit, customize them a little bit. And it's it's just so much nicer for everyone, I think. Like every now and again, I'll buy some bits from like small businesses, but I just don't see the need to buy from huge retailers anymore. Mm, it's definitely the way to win, isn't it? Like you're spending less money. You're not like buying brand new, so producing all that horrible like waste and stuff. I think it's something I need to get better at. Even if it's just like I said, the fixing my own clothes or instead of producing a new run of, I don't know, like a design, try and do like, like I said, buy a couple of pieces and screen print designs on it. Cause then it's, it's almost like that one of one uniqueness as well. So it's like, it should be more, um, people, sh- people should have more of a drive or more of a desire to have it. If it, you, they know that it's going to be a limited edition piece. I think that is definitely a thing as well. Um, like the one of one um, brands that are coming out. Um, like there's a girl I follow, Ali the Loaf. She is absolutely incredible. But all of her like jumpers and things, they're all one of one designs. So like one size and one design that she like hand makes them all. And they are absolutely stunning. Um, but they sell out like within minutes as soon as she puts them up. So I think that's such a big want now for people just to have handmade one of one designs rather than like mass produced like three pound t-shirts from places like boohoo because of like the change in culture like people are becoming more aware which is so so good like obviously there's still like a huge buzz around like Shein and places like that but I think there's a nice positive change happening which is really cool so yeah like doing stuff like that that you say like like upcycling things from charity shops and you know putting your own design on them I think there would be like a want for that to be honest I think so like you said people are coming more like um eco-friendly and more aware of like the shop local or support people or like try and like reduce their carbon footprint so yeah that's something I definitely need to look into I think I think so and you'd be able to get better quality I think than people can normally afford from a small business if that makes sense that's true yeah um I found some amazing brands when I've gone to charity shops you know what I mean um and imagine like being able to just like slap your designs on like a Ralph Lauren secondhand jumper or something that you found in a charity shop because you can't go and buy them new it's just not feasible you know you can't get the turnaround on them but for one of ones that you've got from a charity shop you can sell them at like a really nice value so it, yeah there's lots of reasons like economically and like for the business sense that yeah, no, it just works out really nicely I think yeah, I don't see a downside. Um, yeah. What was like the first uh, design or piece that you made when you kind of were tinkering around and decided to take this uh, to make moon materials like your business or brand or whatever? Um, God, that's a good question. I think it was my Sailor Moon stuff, um, which is, I still got a couple of designs floating around with a Sailor Moon design on at the moment. Um, they're just I try not to push them as much because obviously with the copyright and things like that although it's not like a a direct copyright it's more of like a it's more of a fan art really but I think every small business that does anything that's that that could be a copyright breach just doesn't want to put that risk out there anymore um but yeah it was definitely the Sailor Moon stuff um and then the Uwu t-shirts and the Uwu totes and things um which I really want to start doing again. I just have not had the time to sort of redo the art because I lost some of the files, 
which is really sad. Um, but yeah, between the Sailor Moon and the Uwu stuff, I'm pretty sure the Sailor Moon stuff came first. Ah, so do you what? Do you draw a load of the designs first, and then you just input it to a computer, and it changes it, and then just threads it on a design? Like, how does it? How does the whole process kind of work? Uh, so you sketch them out first on like Procreate or Illustrator or whatever. Um, and then you have to like digitize them in uh, embroidery software. So basically it does the stitch patterns. Um, you can use like automatic digitization, but that won't always necessarily work out best for how it will look on the t-shirts, if that makes sense, or, you know, jumpers, whatever. Um, so you'll have issues with like pulling, for example, um, like a really bad quality design will sort of pull in between the letters or you know if it's all going in one direction it might just pull across the whole like jumper or tote bag um and just make it look really like like it's pulling all inwards and just rough so you've got to sort of think about things like that and go like in say different directions with your stitching um make sure you've got like a nice offset for the underlay there's a couple of things you got to think about when you're digitizing i think that takes the longest and i think it's a thing a lot of new businesses tend to forget about they think it's just really easy just whack it in some software and then embroider it out um and it makes the quality not come out as nice which is really sad because obviously they put all that time into drawing the design and then they've not put enough effort or time into digitizing it um, right. No, that makes a lot of sense. Because like looking, like I obviously know nothing about it. So looking in, it looks like you could just go, there's my design, put it in a computer, it works it out, and then you just kind of it gets done on a it gets embroidered for you. But yeah, it makes sense there's there's a bit more like of a piece that you have to do in terms of the stitching and, and what you want from it and and everything. Yeah. I don't know why I just thought it was so simple. <laughs> no, to be honest, a lot of people do, especially because there's a lot of like other mediums of like so it's like chain stitchers or people who um there are people who do like free embroidery as well and that they tend to not say some really nice things about embroidery which make people think that it's dead easy like you just shove it in a machine and it goes um which is really sad because it's actually quite difficult especially like customizing the designs like the one i did for 8bitcore um well the design he he made um and then i digitized it all that took so long so i had so many problems with the design because it's like a big hefty uh death metal design that's like sonic um and then i've got like a layered um sort of japanese piece on top and on top of that i've got like the sonic rings that took so long because if i didn't get the pull compensation right it would just be like all gathered up in between because it's so detailed um and then obviously you've got to think about things like stabilizers for the fabric if you don't use the right stabilizer it's going to look rubbish um, yeah, there's a lot of things that go into doing a nice piece of embroidery that I think people forget about when they buy a machine. Um, and it's a lot of uh, like upfront expense as well, which unfortunately a lot of people forget about. They're like, I've just bought my first machine. Like, you see it a lot on Facebook groups. Like, I've just bought my first machine. I spent a lot of money on it. What do I need now? And all the comments are like, you're going to need like another 500 quid for all this stuff. <laughs> and they're like, I don't have that much money. It's like, you're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> The um, um yeah. what was the design you're talking about? Because I know you did the yeah, the collab with A Bitcoin. I thought it was a the game over hoodie. Um, so there's the Sonic one as well. So he drew that. Um, and then I added like the font and the hoops as well. 
Oh, okay, I'll have to look at that. I must have missed that. How yeah, did that? It's just a, bit, um... it's a bit further down. Oh, okay. How did that collaboration come about anyway? Because um so he was one of the first people to buy from my business um like we followed each other on twitter ages ago and he's been really supportive since the start he was one of the first people to buy um and then he did one of his drawing streams and he drew that sonic logo and i was like i need to put that on a t-shirt that is absolutely insane and he was like just do it just put it on a t-shirt so i started it off i was like it needs something a bit more so i was like i think we need to put the rings on top that'll just finish it off a little bit um and then i added like this like raised satin font on top and i just sort of pulled it all together so we've got like the white and the gold it's been like one of my best sellers um this year i think it's done really well but i think that's a combination of like his fans as well as it being like a really nice design like his fans are also really supportive of him like he has such a good fan base it's really nice to see Mm, no, it is. I, I really like Tom. He's he's such a cool guy. He is, to be fair. I didn't even notice that I said Sonic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you know what? The amount of people that have been like, what does it say? It's like, it's a Sonic. <laughs> like, like the Japanese bit says Sonic as well. That makes a lot of sense um, now, but like, yeah. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even realise. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. But like, yeah, that makes that makes more sense now. No, it's, it's a really nice design. Like, I want to do more so it becomes, like, a range, not just, like, a random Sonic T-shirt. Um, but, unfortunately, like, Tom's been doing his own stuff. I've been doing my own stuff. Um, unfortunately, we've both been a bit ill. So, between of it all, I'm hoping next year we'll be able to, like, get a whole range of them, maybe, like, Crash or something like that. Like, the great thing about the Sonic one is, as well, like we're sort of clear of any issues with, like, copyrights and things because you can't copyright just the word Sonic. So yeah, it's it's so difficult. It's such a minefield at the moment with copyright and things like that in small businesses. Um, I honestly don't know how some people do it because I'd be literally scared of getting a cease and desist every day with some of the things some people do. It's so scary. Like honestly, props to them for the grind, but I'm so scared of cease and desist. Yeah, because there's some people that have like grown so quickly um doing that kind of stuff and then get a cease and desist and they have to like drop all their products and they just disappear yeah that's it like i think it's good if you do like at least 50 percent your own products and 50 percent that kind of thing so if you have to just cut it all out you're not like oh i have no products now like that that's a big fear yeah it's such a uh, a weird bit as well like i've got my like millhouse t-shirt but luckily i've not really had any issues with that but from what I've heard from a lot of other people that do those kind of like designs or whatever, it's if you get a cease and desist, yeah, you obviously have to stop, but you can kind of get around it by like re-uploading it with a different name. Yeah, I've seen that a lot on like Etsy and things. And yeah. I'm surprised as much of it as there is on Etsy because Etsy seem very like on it. Do you know what I mean? Because they're, they're aware that it's their platform, it's their responsibility. Yeah. Um, but even Shopify have started doing it as well now. But no, there's so many um, Simpsons merch sellers out there. Like, I'm, I'm, I'd be surprised at this point if they could even keep on top of it themselves. Same, same for like Harry Potter, Disney. Yeah. But I, I'm aware D- Disney is so. I don't know. I don't know if they've just got like search alerts at this point. But they're they like Disney, Nike, any kind of like high fashion brand. I'd personally not even try it. 
Uh, yeah, they're definitely going out and trying to protect what's theirs. But you're right with the the um like Simpsons and stuff. I think there's so much of it that they probably tackle the biggest people first. Um but yeah, so one of the brands I follow for ages, Johnny Cupcakes, he he got in um crap for his like he did a London Underground design when the store opened in London. Oh way. It's literally just the circle with like the line through it looking like the London Underground, which is like Johnny Cupcakes. He sold a couple and then like within a week, I think he got the cease and desist. And um, so he stopped selling them. But then I know what he like, he told, he said to everyone what he did. He like put them in his warehouse and then he was giving them away or like doing competitions and stuff because he's not selling it. So like, I think that's kind of a cleverish kind of way around it as well. Like, okay, well, I have to stop selling it. Fine. Let me pull the design off. But then, yeah, you like give them away or like. I know you're not well, making money. It, yeah. You're not making money from it, but you're still kind of you're you're not having to bin or just like disuse this massive amount of stock that you might potentially have. I think that's good for him because if it had his logo on it, that's promotion, but it's not profit. So as far as like a cease and desist would say, he's fine. Yeah. That um, I'm looking at that hoodie again. That game over eight bit core hoodie you've done is so nice. Honestly, I was surprised at how well I managed. To- to do the sleeves on them like I was so worried about the hearts because they're tiny little blocks with tiny little spaces between them and that's always where you worry about getting like puckering and pulling which is obviously where it's like I don't know if you've ever had like something that's embroidered that you've like washed a hundred times or it was just like really cheap off sheen or something um and what happens is it goes like really like like really tightly like pulled and it just looks a bit naff um and that was my worry but they've come out so good and I'm so happy with them um yeah they they couldn't have come out any better to be honest (laughs) especially because I did them myself Uh, like if I'm really struggling with digitizing I have got like a couple of people I can send it to and they can digitize it um rather than me just like crying into my computer until like 4am in the morning (laughs) but yeah, no, I did those myself and they came out really well. So. so I know you said you jumped into his uh Tom's live stream um when he was drawing it. <clears throat> well the Sonic design. Is that something you do as well? Um, on and off, like I started God, what was it about a month or so ago? I started doing some live streaming just to see. And it's you know, it went all right. And then I just um I had surgery um a couple of weeks ago. So I had, I had to drop off and then I've been really busy with commissions. So between the two, it's like, I'm hoping to get back into it soon, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's, it's such a tough one, isn't it? Because it it feels like you don't get a lot out of it super quick. And I know a lot of people have said like the Twitch build is like super hard and, and long. No, exactly. And I want to do like some like embroidery streams and things like that. But it's really difficult when you have an embroidery machine because they're so loud and so annoying so I'd probably have to do some like maybe packaging streams or like streams would be like hand finishing designs because things like the pillows and the plushies they all have to be hand finished um so I'd probably just like wait until I've got a couple of those to do and then do a stream just sit down like to do like a just chat in stream or something and finish all of those off by hand which would be quite nice Mm, I love it I do love like so the the Tom's streams where he does like the drawing and stuff is so good I love it and then I think just watching people do stuff that they're good at is just is interesting isn't it 
is he gets really into it as well like he'll just not talk for like 10 minutes because he's just really into doing like a little line like eight times and <laughs> it, I love that because I don't have that kind of precision when it comes to drawing so I really appreciate watching someone who's that into their drawing just crack on with it it's really nice to see yeah I'm also really bad at it as well so he um I did I don't know if you've seen the design like um kitty cats and shitty tats that I did like ages ago I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so people like redesigned it, and he did one that's Meowth. Oh, and, yes, um, he loves his Pokemon stuff. <laughs> yeah, so it's like Meowth with some like face tattoos and stuff, and it looks amazing. He's like, yeah, let's do a collaboration. Like, let's get it out there. And um, I've got some stickers made. They're sat right in front of me, and I just haven't got the design like on T-shirts yet. But I kind of, I'm hoping that if I'm putting it out there now, that forces me to do it, because it looks amazing. I've seen a similar one. I'm not sure if it was your one or another one that he's designed of Meowth with some like face tats. So, oh, you know, it was on his live stream. He was doing it on. Yeah, it must have been that one. I was going to say that was really cool. I really did like that. It looks amazing. Like I said, I've got the whole like 100 or so stickers sat here. I just need to do it. So that was kind of my thought. If I put it out there now, then I can't, <laughs> I can't try away and not get it out. No, that's, that's what you've got to do sometimes. You've just got to like, Make it so you're essentially embarrassing yourself if you don't do it. Like, mm. I swear. That's why sometimes I'll put stuff on my Instagram that I haven't released yet. Because if I don't then release it, like people will be like, well, where are you going to release this? And I'm like, oh, I have to now because I've already put it out there. Like I have to release it. So I'm so bad with like designing stuff or making stuff and then being like, oh, it's not good enough. I can't release it. And I'll just, I'll have like spent like 10 hours making something and be like, I don't like it. I'm not going to release it. It's, it's rubbish. Um, I've got loads of designs where I've done that and they're just sat forever not being released. So, yeah, someone advised me that, right? If you make it, post it, and then you have to release it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's it true. then. It's also content as well. So you're putting it out there and then people might see it and then ask, yeah, like ask you where it is. Like, where is this? I really want it. And then you're like, you have to do it. So, yeah. Exactly. The um, What's been like a design that, what's been your best seller or something that you that you thought wouldn't sell but has like been amazing um sure my best seller i think is at the moment those barbed wire beanies i did um i i thought they'd just be like you know like a bit of a store filler or a bit of a like bag filler if someone's buying a t-shirt they might be like oh i'll check a beanie in um but i put them on etsy like I made an Etsy store earlier in the year because I was like, you know what, if I'm just having a quiet time, I don't have time to market myself, which is, to be fair, what's happening at the moment. Um, that maybe people just find me naturally on Etsy and they'll just buy a couple of things. Um, those, I've struggled to keep them in stock because of Etsy um, over the last month or so. Um, I also made a glow-in-the-dark version. That's been the same. Like I've just really struggled to keep them in stock. Um I didn't think my Kodama beanies would sell. I was like, oh, I was going to want these, but I'll I'll put them in because I need like something else for the Halloween like period. Yeah. Um, and those sold really well on Etsy as well, um, which is really nice. Yeah, I love it when that happens and you're like, oh, I kind of like this. I'd probably wear it. I doubt I'll sell it. And then you put something out and then it's just, it goes crazy. I've done it before where I've ordered a certain amount and I'm like, yeah, this would be great. And then you sell them all and you're like, crap, wish I'd ordered double that. But then you never know. I think that's the nice thing about being able to make them yourself. Um, 
like I think I'm quite lucky in that aspect where it's just like oh well if they don't sell then I'm all right whereas if they do sell well I'm just gonna have to make them (laughs) which is it's a curse and a blessing I guess that I'm sorry I'm just looking through just like scrolling through your Instagram that zombie bunny thing is brilliant as well it's cute isn't it that's not actually something well it depends which one it is is it the black or the pink one uh the pink one Oh yeah, the pink one I designed, I made that one. The black one is um it's an in the hoop design um from another small business. But that one again, that one sells really well. I love that one. But yeah, the pink one I sold out of and I haven't had time to water the fabric and make more. Um but yeah, no, I love the pink one. I've got one on the floor next to me somewhere actually, like my prototype one. Um but yeah, those bunnies they're all stuffed with um like recycled fabric and embroidery stabilizers because it that's all part of like sustainability for my business and everything because it's just like well, I can shove it in the bin because I've got no other uses for it or I can like stuff things with it because they're not toys for children at the end of the day so I don't need to get them like tested and everything so I'm happy to mark them as not for toys um and yeah, I just teamed up with like other small businesses then, like um, Nooks Needles, who again has been like really supportive of my business. Like we supported each other from the start, kind of. Um, like when when she was getting started, she asked for some help with like how to do her beanies and things, and like we've supported each other then. And she's like far outgrown me. Don't get me wrong. Um, like Animal Crossing's been like a huge boiler. Yeah, for her. I just I just clicked on her page. There's so much Animal Crossing stuff, which is just. It's crazy, isn't it? The amount of pull on that stuff. It's also Honestly, cute, isn't it? Like that's it's adorable. Um, her stuff, but her stuff blew up far bigger than mine did. So, like, absolute props to her. It's nice to know that I was able to like help her in the beginning, and now she's got absolutely massive. It gives me like a lot of hope that like if I put as much time and effort into marketing and things and photography as she does, then I can you know get as big as she is, which is really nice. Um. And yeah, just being able to like partner up with people for things like that is always so nice. And it's like still one of my favorite parts of what I do, I think. Mm, same. I think that's why I've had the most enjoy enjoyment from is where I find like an artist or someone local. And then I'm like, do you want to do something together? And then, yeah, you work and you put something out and you're just super happy with it. And you almost don't care if it sells that well, because it's just been like the whole process has been fun. Well, exactly. And you're able to like make a catalogue of things that you've done. You're like, yeah, I worked with that artist and I've got this piece and it's just like, I don't know if you're able to look back at it all and be like, yeah, this is sick. Like I've got, I've got one sitting waiting to be done. But again, like I've just talked about the time um, from an, a tattoo artist who I did a commission for, um, like I did some t-shirts for them. Um, and I'm now at the point where I was able to go back to them and commission a design from them to put on t-shirts. Um I'm so, I'm so looking forward to doing it because it's like the perfect design. I'm so excited to get some done in time for Christmas markets. Yeah, I guess like you said, it's finding the time, isn't it, to start putting stuff out? Yeah. <laughs> it's like at the moment I've got Tom's stuff to do, but they're nearly done. I've literally got one beanie left and I can send them out to him, hopefully today. Um, I've got some stuff for handmade like how would I describe them they're handmade sewing business and then I've got some stuff to do for a a wrapper from Leeds which is really really cool um 
so yeah I've, I'm like drowning in beanies at the moment I'm absolutely drowning in beanies for all these guys um so it's but it's so nice to have commissions from like small businesses and local rappers and stuff like that but it's getting them out of the way before I can do my own stuff so yeah like you said it becomes it's, it's enjoyable isn't it and if it's helping you work towards um would you say you're like I guess what next year's goal is to have a little unit or something yeah definitely and I'm lucky because Leeds Council have supported these like set up schemes and things so I've been in touch with them and they're, they're like helping me plan my finances and things and how I can do that and make it go full time and how much I'd need to make to support myself etc etc like so I'm sort of in that planning phase at the moment. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so it's not like completely yeah. jumping in on your own. They're actually helping you figure all the little details out. Yeah, and they've got like funding available as well for people, um, which is really cool. Really, really cool. And I feel like I've learned a little bit as well because I had no idea about embroidery. So Honestly, I have no idea about screen printing and things like that. So it's uh, it's all, all learning still for me. Like I know about embroidery, but that's it. Do you know what I mean? um but also with with other methods like I don't really want to know about them like I'm one of those people it's just like leave other people to their methods and I'll get up with mine because sometimes you can be like the what's the phrase like jack of all trades master of none yeah um I think it's better to just be good at what you're good at sometimes wasn't, wasn't there that thing though the like jack of all trades master of none but then the, like the actual full phrase is better it, i forget how it goes no i think, I think a, you're right i think there is a bit at the end where it's like oh that doesn't actually make sense now yeah like right? yeah where it says like jack of all trades master of none makes you think that like that's really bad but then the full phrase is like it's better to know loads of things than not i can't remember yeah i can't remember exactly but oh there we go jack of all trades is a master of none but oftentimes better than a master of one yeah which I think is what yeah. we forget. So it is like it is a good thing to be good at several bits, but a master of none. So yes, yeah, I'll take that as like I know vinyl. I've got a cricket, so you know that's good enough for me. <laughs> I want to throw that thing out of a window at least three times a week. Is that the vinyl sticker card thing? Yeah, honestly, that I think that'd be my number one piece of business advice to anyone: is never buy a cricket. Oh. Just just buy anything that's not a cricket. Are they the things that are used as well where people like do a design and stick it on a bottle? Is that, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Well, that's what I use for my bottles. Um, like I make tumblers and things like that. Um, it's fine for vinyl, but oh my God, do not buy it for stickers or anything that requires print and cut. Because that thing, the sensors on that thing, I don't know if they were made in like 1995 or something, but they're so bad. And Cricut Design Space it's where like you make your designs i'm pretty sure that was made on like a windows 98 pc or something <laughs> oh my god like i am very competent with computers i will give myself that um like i've got a degree in like business it i kind of what i'm doing that's the only thing i'll give myself but oh my god that program is the worst thing i've ever used and i know it's designed for like hobbyists and stuff but like sometimes you'll log in and it's like oh where have my designs gone? <laughs> it makes me want to cry. They're obviously doing something right because that's the only kind of brand that I, I really know in that space. Like, 
They're it's obviously... because of the cheapest. Oh, is it right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's literally because of the cheapest. Like every day, I'm, I'm in the like Cricket UK groups and stuff like that, and everyone's just like, "I hate this machine. Do <laughs> not buy this machine." And then someone else is like, "I've just bought a silhouette. I'm throwing this in the bin." And then like, you'll get someone else who's got like eight crickets lined up because cricket keep having to send them a new one. Oh god! Oh my god! They're so bad. Do not buy one. Just buy like a silhouette or something else. If you ever like, if you just ever like are compelled to go and make your own stickers or something. Yeah. So I was like, I'll save so much money making my own stickers because they're so ridiculously expensive. Like they are. They're so I don't understand why stickers are so expensive. I'll never understand. No. Um, I bought a um a brother thermal label printer. That's quite oh, good. Oh yeah. That's yeah, fun no, for I like need to get one of them. Label packages or like I do like a little thank you sticker on the back with like all my socials and stuff and you can kind of make some stickers with that but obviously it's thermal so it's only black and white but yeah but you can get like pink label stickers and stuff that's true i guess then the label's pink and then the design's black but yeah because everyone's got those like i don't know if like munbin just sponsor half of tiktok at this point but yeah everyone's got those little munbin thermal label printers i think they're a bit cheaper than the brother ones but i don't know i think i'd rather get a brother one because support quality etc yeah it's a little bit better yeah that's a preference thing though but yeah they, they all seem to come with like pink label stickers and stuff oh okay yeah it's quite cute but like you say like with thermal label prints, you're not paying for ink and all of that so yeah it's just loads better yeah um i've actually got a question so um something i've been struggling with and i've asked a couple people around like motivation how do you get yours because that's something that i've just found impossible recently like falling into like dips and just not bothering and and yeah just struggling to stay focused are there any anything you do oh my god that is that is a hard question Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i'll be honest i just keep trying different things until i find something that pulls me out of it i'm lucky that obviously with embroidery there's all these different aspects that you can do so you've got drawing you've got the embroidery itself digitizing so that I can sit down and do different things and rotate between them until something like pulls me out of it because sometimes I just don't want to do the embroidery sometimes I physically cannot draw like the creativity itself right now is at an all-time low I like and I think a lot of people are saying the same thing um I don't know what it is I don't know if it's because there's like a blood moon right now or something I heard that when I was in the tattoo studio yesterday I don't know if it's true um but yeah I have no creativity right now so for creativity I just start commissioning pieces from other people like and then as soon as I get them back I can start working on them and that kind of helps a little bit um because I'm like it's way easier to digitize something that someone else has created and that helps pulling me out when I'm not feeling creative rather than just like staring at a screen for like two weeks being like, I can't make anything. Hmm. Brain no work. Um, I've just found it's the worst, like working full time and then getting home and you're like, I'm happy just doing whatever I want. And then you don't I like I don't do anything for doom and gloom. And then the next day I'm like, oh, man, I feel like crap. I should have done more. But then you because you haven't done enough, then you feel like well, what's the point in doing anything now? And then I get stuck oh, in that like yes. horrible. Yeah absolutely that is such a horrible cycle and then you're like I'll just take one night off because I need to rest and then the next night you're like well I've fallen off now for the week so yeah there we are (laughs) 
you like sometimes you just have to schedule time as well it's like right you need to do two hours today two hours tomorrow and like literally schedule what you're gonna do because otherwise your brain can be so unforgiving like that um if you schedule say two hours and refuse to let yourself do four it sometimes it just lets you recover a bit better and you know you're spending time on yourself I don't know I know people who literally schedule their entire days down to the hour and they swear by it and I know if I did that I'd probably be a lot happier (laughs) yeah I I don't know if I could do that it's weird isn't it even things I really enjoy so like I love doing this podcast and I did what was episode 23 and then had like a month where I didn't record any and then did one and then had three months where I didn't record and I'm like I don't know what I don't know why like I really really enjoy chatting to people and and getting to hear their stories and and everything but it's just yeah it's awkward I don't know no it's really common I think at the moment I don't know why I just think it's this time of year I think it's a lot of pressure on people to like churn stuff out for Christmas I don't know why but September seemed really difficult for people as well and if you haven't picked up from September and it's like just a downward spiral to December quite frankly I don't think I necessarily picked up from September which is why I was just like right I need to commission things because otherwise I'm going to have no new products for for Christmas and that's not good um but obviously I'm at least in the, the spot where I can do commission work for other people which obviously businesses like yourself you're not in that position you're just doing your own work for your own brand so yeah. that sucks <laughs> little bit little <laughs> sorry bit. I don't know I was surprised that but yeah it does literally it sucks it literally sucks and it's such a rubbish time of year if you're feeling bad you're feeling real bad like it's not like in summer where it's just like, well, do you know what? I'll just go sit outside in the sun for two hours and I'll feel so much better and I'll be able to crack on with it. I don't know why it makes all the difference, but sometimes it just does. Yeah, you're completely right. Um, I mean, I guess my my question for you would be, you know, what, what would be... I guess people have asked you this before, but I mean, I personally would like to know what would be your advice for someone, you know, like myself, who's a sort of that that middle ground now where you know I've not even hit a thousand followers on Instagram so you know I'm not massive you know what would be your advice for someone who's at that like turning point for like micro to small business um I don't know I always struggle with that because I don't feel like I'm qualified to even help (laughs) I don't know you've got like a good reach of things yeah I think it's just because Instagram feels so untrue and you do so I've got like what six thousand followers but like you post something and then you get like 30 likes and you're like, this is terrible. What is it? The photo. And then, but then you look at really big brands like clothing band brands. They've got like hundreds of thousands and I've seen it where like I've clicked on a post and it says posted like an hour ago and they've got like five likes. So it, it's just an absolute minefield. I, I think what you'd said at the start is probably the way forward is, is the TikTok thing yeah which is unfortunate and kind of kicking myself because i well not so much anymore but i used to like watch and listen to a lot of uh, gary v stuff and he was saying tiktok is the thing and he was saying it like two or three years ago damn so he was like ahead of the curve then yeah he was just like it's not all about dancing like don't worry it's not all for little girl, like little kids or whatever get on it do your thing post a ton of videos if they don't work just archive them like just go for it and I'm like no I remember downloading it and then like securing my username or whatever and then 
it's just, I don't know. It is, it's a struggle, but that is the one I think that to get bigger, it's definitely the one. I had a brand follow me the other day and their TikTok and they're posting some really good like story, creative content. And like, he's talking about his brands to the, to people like, and creating that like um, atmosphere with them and rapport. He's got like a hundred thousand on TikTok, and then I went to his Instagram, and he's got like three thousand, probably not even that followers, and he's getting like no engagement on Instagram, so no one even cares about that. But like TikTok is massive, and I think he's doing really well from it. That's crazy, like the difference in scope that you can have. Yeah, like so. You, I was, I was looking at his, um, the TikToks that he posted, and there's comments and back and forth, and people have like stitched videos with him and stuff. I'm like, that's a crazy amount of reach. And then yeah, on his Instagram almost really low amount of followers terrible engagement you're like this is it's nuts like that is the way to to grow and i think succeed now or if you do want on instagram it's money i think you have to pump a ton of money into adverts because i've seen lots of people do that really well so um i think i've talked about like bad monday before i remember seeing them when they were like a couple of thousand three four thousand and they just pumped money into advertisements and that like propelled them massive. And then they're now at a point where they don't really need to because they've got the name and the following and everything. So I feel like at this point, I can't go on Instagram or Facebook without seeing a Bad Monday advert. Yeah. But I don't think they do it as much as they used to. So, but then they're at the, they're at the size where they've, they're big enough. They've got a load of, I guess, money in the bank that they can put stuff out and work with big people and, get a ton of stuff printed all at once so like their profits are, are better so that probably is why they're able to dump more money on adverts yeah no it makes sense it's a you, you get what you put in don't you mm, it is so tricky there's no one answer that's going to help i think actually something else you touched on that's probably another key is um find like a network of of people so like I've got several brands and, and people that I'd say I'd call my friends now. Uh, and we've got like a, what, a chat on Instagram as well. Like there's, if you can find people that are in the same space as you and they're comfortable helping and talking about stuff, then that's, that's going to be massive. Cause even if, yeah. even if, even if you're not growing or like selling a ton of stuff, it's nice to have people that kind of have your back and you, you can power like a design with them and say like, what do you guys think of this? Is this good? And it's, it, it's very helpful to have that extra person or extra people that are helping propel you if you're having those bad shitty days. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, even now, like I said, I've only been doing it for like a year. I mean, I've got like the best reach and things, but slowly building up this like really nice little group of like friends and things, like when I'm posting things and getting really nice comments from just people in my inbox and things like small businesses that I've grown to know really well and it's just really nice especially like even when they order things I'm like you didn't have to to buy that at full price you know what I mean it's just it, I don't know it's just a really nice feeling when people buy things from you even though they're running their own small business and it, it's just really nice mm, I think that definitely like, helps support each other yeah. yeah so if you're not if you're not worried about like massively growing and stuff that's just a a nice little tip or a nice way to feel better about where you're at. No, I definitely that's really good. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't really help at all, but like... Yeah, it's right, though. A lot of people, they get so focused on their own and then they start seeing everyone else as a threat 
and it makes me really sad. Mm. I've talked about like, that a lot as well. Like yeah. the last epi- the last episode that I've still got to put out, but um, like I-, I see all these people as like my peers rather than my competitors, and I don't know if that's a really stupid way to look at it. But I love it's not seeing- though. It's definitely not because people can have more than one t shirt. And that's what yeah. I've always said to people when they're like, oh, why do you follow like so many people who do like embroidery like you do or like, you know, screen printing or things like that? Because, you know, like they say, we all do essentially similar styles and, you know, the same products or whatever. You know, the same products, but, you know, similar. Um, because people can have more than one T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. I just I think I'm, I'm more supportive than see it as a threat. So like if somebody puts out a design if it's awesome then I'll be happy for them I won't be like you know screw you I'm not talking to you again or whatever or just distance myself from them I'll just I love it like I love seeing other brands that especially that started roughly the same time as me get massive because then you can see what they've done and be like right well this is where I'm falling down like I'm clearly not posting enough I'm clearly not being as professional as I need to be like what is it that I've not done that they've been doing so I think it's it's a helpful thing exactly exactly that and you'd like to think in that sort of circle that everyone's sort of happy to give advice and give back if you're all supporting each other and that's all you can ask for really is that everyone's as supportive as each other as you are of them and that's what you can hope for really um and it's really sad because you know there was um another fairly large embroidery company um that i used to engage with who used to block fans who asked them like oh what embroidery machine do you use and like sort of companies like mine who do embroidery they just straight out block them because they didn't want to engage with other embroiderers or engage with fans who wanted to do embroidery and I can get not answering them but blocking them weird, I don't know it? that's, yeah that's a, it's, very it's an odd step because with a lot of stuff like that I mean you've kind of said how embroidery isn't as simple as as I thought it was like you can so people do all the time I had a couple of small brands messaging me the other day being like if you don't mind can you tell me where you get your t-shirts printed and I'm like yeah sure here here this is what I do and I'm like go for it like it doesn't there's so much more to everything than just this is where the stuff gets printed and and this and that like this is what I know I'm fine with it I think there is a stage where you are a bit more careful about the, all the advice you give because you don't want to give away all your secrets but when it's something as simple no. they can literally google like printing places near them or whatever like it doesn't make a difference like i'll tell you who i'm happy to use because i think they're a great business and i'm fine sending other people their way because like i would much rather those people stay in business because i'm using them so like it's a weird situation i think i can understand people being like a bit secretive about things like pin manufacturers and things like that like people who are literally manufacturing your specific product but when it comes down to things like say like t-shirt manufacturers beanie like or not t-shirt like t-shirt printers beanie printers or whatever like beanie embroiderers even like things where they're literally just like in country like direct to garment sort of things rather than like actual creation of entire product sort of things yeah it's just like they're gonna find them anyway and you just end up looking like, I don't know, really horrible by becoming like a blocker in their process. Um, I don't know if that's just me feeling like a bit guilty by being like a blocker in their process and not feeling like I can say no. Um, I don't know. I just feel like 
I was that person once and I would have appreciated like someone telling me where I could have got a embroidery machine for a bit cheaper the first time I bought one because I was going to buy one anyway so yeah I don't know I never really asked anyone to be fair but um, <laughs> that was my own fault um, but yeah these people are going to go out and do it anyway you can't stop them um, so it's yeah. nice to give people a bit of support especially because all you do is make long-term friends a lot of the time that's it that's what know? I was going to say like it, it makes you look better if you're helping people and not being like no go figure out yourself if you're just giving them a little bit of information they're probably more likely to stay following you engage with your content chat with you in the future if they do do end up striking big and overtaking you at least you've made a friend and not like an enemy so well yeah that's it and that's a really good like example of like what happened with like Nooks Needles Co um you know I could have been like oh well I had to research how to find about stabilizers so you should have to too um but I didn't because I'm like I just want to help people because it makes me feel like really nice to like help people learn about embroidery techniques and stuff um and I've seen people say stuff like that like oh well I had to research it so you have to research it too and it's like there are times when yeah that makes sense like I say about like manufacturers of like pins and stuff like that that makes sense but embroidery stabilizers and stuff it does not make sense like it's one quick google and you can like make a nice friend and be friends for a really long time and then when they inevitably overtake you like she did um they're still your friend and you've got you know you can share each other's reach and it's really nice exactly so it's not really uh not really a tip on how to grow or anything but i think it's just uh that's more advice around like feeling better about everything is to <laughs> befriend people <laughs> no it's definitely true and like collaborations and stuff are so important so like not burning bridges before you've even made them, I think is so important. I think it's a thing a lot of people forget. Thank you for coming on and chatting. It's been amazing. Sorry, it was a bit unstructured, but I think they're sometimes the best chats to have. No, no, I agree. And I hope I wasn't too ranty because I can be sometimes. No, I love it. Like I said, <laughs> I think listen to people's um, just stories, journeys, things it's great i love it i really enjoy chatting to people so yeah can't thank you enough for coming on and, uh, and agreeing to chat to me and, and share your story thank you thanks for having me <laughs> awesome hopefully you'll come back on at some point and uh and chat with me when you're well like next year in your little unit or whatever oh well fingers crossed if you ever need someone to step in just give me a buzz <laughs> uh, if you've got like a topic you want to talk about that's kind of what i'm thinking the next step is like if i'm struggling for guests i might just start picking topics i think i did one before where i like a chat about instagram with two people um but that might be the next thing where it's like right guys like do an instagram story suggest a topic and i'm gonna get a guest on and we're gonna chat about this for like 20 minutes or whatever so I'll to be that. fair me and me and tom stream sometimes so i think if you ever need like joint people me and tom would probably do it together oh that's true that might be a good good uh a good little chat i'll think of a, a topic and then ping a message i still not so like that's something that i really need to do as well is the uh showing my face more and i've done it a little bit more but i keep keep saying like oh, i'll do an instagram live as a podcast and then record all that and then i've got like the footage for i don't know tiktok and, and whatever and just i never want to <laughs> yeah to be fair i mean you could try streaming on like twitch or something like because Twitch can be quite good for stuff like that. Mm. Perfect. That's that's a good idea. I'll um <laughs> I'll hit you up when I've got a, a decent idea for it. 
yeah, no worries. Maybe ask Tom as well, because Tom's quite good at stuff like that, usually. Yeah, that's true. Awesome. Thank you very much, and I'll speak to you soon. All right, cheers. Bye.